all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Ah, feel the woe with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Listen, lift your Bibles and let's make our confession of faith together. I am blessed because the life-giving message I'm about to hear will change what I do in Jesus' name. Amen. Holy Ghost, we need you. And Lord, we invite you into this place and we say, have your way. Right now, in the name of Jesus, on campus and online, speak to us and speak to us with authority. Speak to us with power. Change us today, God. Can I get you to say this? Say, I'm open and I'm ready. If you know that your next 12 months need you healed from every type of hurt, from every type of pain, from every type of issue, if you believe that he's a healer and that today can be your day of healing, I'm not taking this with me in 2022. I'm not taking this with me into my new year. Can I get you to lift your hands and worship for 10 seconds? Go. 10, 9, 8, come on, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Say, heal, Lord. Do me a favor. Look at two or three people around. Just say, the healer's in the room. The healer's in the room. Online, the healers on Facebook, the healers on YouTube, the healers on Twitter, and the healers in the app. The same issue you walked in here with, you ain't walking out of here with. I need to stir some of y'all's faith because you carried your hurt for so long. You think life's got to be that way. If you don't open up your mouth and say the healers in the room, Let's go. This series has been uh, called Christmas is for giving. And every message has been a gift to you. Today's message, I want to get right to it. Today's message is this. It is called Healing from, here it goes, Church Hurt. Now, wave at me. Anybody ever had church hurt? What is church hurt? It just means you've been hurt by some people that were in church. 
All right? Now, pay attention. We're going to deal with not just that. We're going to deal with issues bigger than that. Pay attention. Sunday's message was called, What Are You Magnifying? And we learned that what we magnify is, in fact, our choice. What you magnify is not just what you see or focus on, but it's also what you listen to and what you talk about. Based on what you listen to, talk about, and look at, what are you magnifying? For some of you, you're magnifying what's wrong when there's a whole lot more going right. You're magnifying who your haters are instead of celebrating the fact that you got help. You're magnifying how hard it is instead of paying attention and magnifying the fact that you're still getting it done. I, I wish you were sitting next to somebody that can say, you know what? The truth is, Bishop, some of what I'm dealing with is hard. It is difficult. But here's what I magnify. But I'm getting it done anyhow. Why? Because I was not built to break. And I understand my assignment. I wish you'd encourage somebody next to you and say, you got this. You yeah, I know it may be difficult, but I'm not magnifying the difficulty. I'm magnifying the fact that I'm still getting it done. I know it's challenging, but I'm not magnifying the challenge. I'm magnifying the fact that I still get it done. I know they're talking about me, but I'm magnifying the fact that I must be important. I Help somebody say, what are you magnifying? What you magnify is your choice. It's not your mama's choice, your daddy's choice, your pastor's choice. It's not God's choice. Uh-oh, it's not the devil's choice. For some of you, you want God to be responsible for what you're responsible for. He cannot decide what you choose to magnify. That is a choice you have to make. And some of you watch me, instead of magnifying that you made a bad decision, magnify the fact that, wait a minute, there goes your pulse. Wait a minute, that means he still has a plan. Wait a minute, I may have made a bad decision, but I've still got breath in my body so I can turn that thing and make it a good decision. If I were you, I'd be excited. Why? Because everything I screwed up in 21, watch me get it right in 22. I Everything I messed up in the last decade, watch me get that thing right in the next decade. I need you to stop beating yourself up because you had some failures and instead magnify the fact that you get an opportunity to turn it around. What you magnify determines how you move. Some people move with fear because you magnify what could go wrong. Some people move with doubt because you magnify what could uh, not go the way you plan. Some of you magnify all of the wrong things, and what you magnify determines how you move. You ever look at somebody and say they move funny? And by that, what you mean is not like literally like they walk funny or move funny. Literally, you're like, the way they do stuff is just different. The way they do stuff, it's, watch me, it's like they're not sure of themselves. Watch me. I'm coming for your uncertainty. I'm coming, watch me, I'm coming for the parts of you that make you doubt what you know you're supposed to. I'm coming for the parts of you that make you feel like you don't have what it takes. Why? You're magnifying your handicap instead of magnifying the fact that you can still make it happen. Say that again. Say, I got this because God's got me. Come on, say, I got this because God's got me. Now listen, to magnify has three unique definitions. The first definition means this. It means to make something appear larger than it is. Watch me, to you. It's not that it's bigger. It's just that it looks bigger to you because you chose to magnify. For some of you, you keep magnifying little people and making them big issues. You literally say, oh, I got a giant. That's not a giant. That's nothing but a little person with heels on. But you keep magnifying them. Why? Because you keep feeding them. You keep gassing them up. Well, so-and-so don't like me. So-and-so's against me. So-and-so talking. So-and-so doing this. Well, guess what? What if you, instead of magnifying them, you started magnifying the Lord? Oh, magnify the Lord. 
with me and let us exalt his name together which means you can talk what you want to talk baby but you ain't going to stop me you can say what you want to say but you're not going to stop me you can look at me upside my head all you want and I'll look right back you don't know man I wish I would I wish I would you make it larger to you somebody say it's not really that big for some of you all you make these issues really big and it's only big to you because it's not really that big. Secondly, it means to increase or exaggerate the importance or effect of. So watch me. You ever had like moments where you felt like, oh my God, it's all over? Okay, some of y'all lying. You ever had a moment where you just felt like, oh, my God, I made this one mistake. It's done. It's, oh, my God, it's over. My whole life is going to fall apart. And then you woke up and it didn't fall apart. Okay, what does that tell you? Some of you stress yourself out because you exaggerate the importance of things that really in the grand scheme of things aren't that big of a deal. And some of y'all, oh, I'm just so stressed. Oh, I'm just so overwhelmed. And God says, you need to learn how to magnify differently. You're making that way more of a big deal than it needs to be. Some of your marriages would be fine if you stopped magnifying the wrong thing. Some of your friendships would be fine if you stopped magnifying the wrong thing. Some of you would finally love you if you stopped magnifying the stuff about you you wish you could change and instead say, well, if he made me like this, I got to figure out why did he do it? Because maybe he did it because there's somebody I'm called to reach that somebody else couldn't reach. But because I made the way I made, I can reach somebody else. Then it means to glorify. Here's the question, to glorify who? Who or what are you glorifying? Now, see, this thing is messed up. Who or what are you glorifying? Strike one for Samsung. Two more strikes, I'm done with it. Watch me. You'll see the iPad right back up here. It's sitting over there now, waiting to get in the game. It's like some of you, watch me. Somebody's been in the game. They ain't been playing it right. Watch me. You got next. I, I wish you tagged somebody on their shoulder and say, God's about to tag you in the game. If you sit next to somebody with no faith, skip over them. Forget them. Get somebody else. Because for some of you, watch me, who had the seat ain't doing right by the seat. And God's about to tag you in. I... Somebody said, it's my time and my turn. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. All right, look. Glorify. What are you glorifying? To glorify. God says he won't share his glory with anybody or anything. So when you choose to magnify something, God says you're glorifying it. Could you be glorifying the devil? He said, Lord, I love you. you some of y'all didn't know how to worship when the, uh, more than anything was on when they were singing that. Because you're like, I don't know. Because you wanted to kind of go back to how you used to dance. You're like, but this is church. Like, I don't know. And you felt like dropping it up, but dropping it low, but you had to pick it up and keep it up there. And then some of you, a little bit of hood wanted to come out, but you're like, wait a minute, I can't quite do that. Oh, I saw you. Like, I don't know. Then some of y'all was like, you just went to church. Lord, I love you more than anything. Your love is one in a million. And then, then like, you were like, you didn't know. You were like, you weren't sure. Pay attention. Now watch me. Who are you glorifying? Do you glorify? Watch me. It's amazing how much time you give to what you say is against you. You glorify what's against you instead of glorifying what's for you. Hear me, 1115. There is more for you than there is against you. Bishop, it seemed like the whole world is against me. Guess what? But if God be for you, who would dare be against you? Come on, say, I will glorify you, Lord. 
today's gift, as I mentioned, is this, healing from church hurt. Church hurt is a phrase describing what's viewed as a negative experience with someone or something in a church environment. Now, we're not just going to deal with church hurt. We're going to deal with all hurt, but I want to zone in on church hurt. Why is church hurt so uh, pronounced? Because for many people, you weren't expecting to have an issue with somebody that said they love the Lord. All right, but here's what I need you to listen to. The church did not hurt you, just like your job didn't hurt you, just like your car didn't hurt you, just like the hospital didn't hurt you. A person hurt you. So do not judge one Christian and, and make that all Christians because of your experience with one. Guess what? A part of what church does is it's like a hospital. Say hospital. Which means we are here to get better. We are here to evolve. We are here to grow. Which means you cannot get mad if one of the other patients that's in treatment the same time you in treatment happens to have an issue that affects you. I, you cannot, just because you had one bad cheeseburger, you didn't stop going to eat cheese. I can tell you've been eating them cheeseburgers. Y'all not going to say nothing to me right now. Just because you had one car accident, you drove up here today. Just because you had one issue on a job, you're still working. So one of the things you have to be careful to do is make sure you give other people the same grace and mercy that you want to receive. Because you're so quick to cut people, but you don't want nobody to cut you. You're so quick to get on social media and talk about folks, but you don't want nobody talking about you. You got to give the same grace that you want to receive. You got to give it to somebody else. Look at the person next to you say, I need grace and mercy too. I need what is grace? Grace is when you give somebody something they don't deserve, and mercy is when you block something negative that they do deserve. Wait a minute, let me check the room, let me check online. Is there anybody that knows that God has been consistent in giving you both grace and mercy? So since I've received it, I gotta now make sure that I give it. I cannot judge other people more harshly than I want them to judge me. The, the, the church didn't hurt you, a person Look at this, Matthew 5, 7. Blessed uh, are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Look at what the word blessed here means. It means content and sheltered by God's promises. You know why some of you need to really chill out? It's because you've shown a lot of mercy. That's why you get a lot of mercy. You've given a lot of grace. That's why you get a lot of grace. I, I need Because some of y'all, you felt foolish because you're like, I just let people uh, take advantage of me. No, boo, you, 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 you sold mercy. I ain't fooling with y'all no more. I'm going to give y'all one opportunity. You showed mercy. And because you sowed mercy, what does that mean? God says that's why you keep getting mercy. Because there's some mistakes you made in the last 12 months that should have wiped you out. But because you sowed mercy, he gave you mercy. I'm about to check y'all. Listen, you sowed grace, so he gave you grace. You were not abused. You were not taken advantage of. You were not punked. You were not played. You were simply sowing seed. I Because sometimes we feel like, I just, uh, you know, I just, people took advantage of me. People did me dirty. I'm standing up for myself now. Uh -uh. Or, watch me, magnifying the wrong thing. Magnifying the wrong thing. Because why do you think God is so patient with you? Because of how patient you've been with some other people. Why do you think God is so kind to you? Because of how kind you were to some marks that didn't even deserve, excuse me, let me translate. A mark is a person that has a less desirable influence and impact in your particular life circumstances and situations. Watch me. God says, blessed are the merciful because they're going to get what? Mercy. Here's what I need you to celebrate, that no one's ever used you 
Okay. All right. Hold up. Hold up. Because you ain't celebrating the way I need you to celebrate. How many of you have ever felt used in your life? Put your hand down. Watch me. Because you're a believer, you can't be used. The, the only thing they did was give you an opportunity to sow what you were going to need one day. Now, I'm going to give you another opportunity, 1115. Watch me. How many of you are excited about the fact that because you've sown mercy, you know that you got a harvest of mercy? Go, go, go. You didn't use me. You did not take advantage of me. You don't have that much power. You ain't got it like that. Come on, say, I can never be used. You can't be. Because everything you do as a believer is seed. Everything you do as a Christian is seed. If you say, Bishop, I'm not a Christian, but I'm about to give you an opportunity to become a Christian, and that's going to redeem everything you've ever done in your past. That's what the Bible says. We redeem the time for the days of evil. Which means when I come to the Lord, I don't care how many years I wasted, he'll make up for it. I wish you were sitting next to somebody that realized their best days are not behind them, but their best days are ahead of them. Matter of fact, you ain't seen nothing yet. What if I told you up to now, your life has just been a preview, snapshot of what's about to come. And your next 12, they're going to be your best 12. But can I be honest with you? Often it is hurt that helps us to see him. You won't see him because you see them. You won't see them because you see him because you see them. The Bible talks about this. It says, the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. Pay attention. Some had to die for me to see right. Something, watch me. For some of you, you watch me. And t- because you were so focused on your little relationship, you wouldn't see him. So that little relationship got towed up, jacked up. You found the text, found the email, caught him with the girl. Watch the, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You caught her with the guy. You, 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 you saw the message. You saw the DM. You saw the text. You saw the email. And God says, listen, now that you're hurting, will you finally see me? Can I be honest with you? Sometimes you won't even hear the Lord or be open to the Lord until you go through some hurt. And I think I got some witnesses that there's a certain type of hurt that hit different. It, it drives you from anger to worship. And you will go from saying, I'm so mad about this, to now you lifting your hands saying, but the Lord is for me. And I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continue to be in my mind. Somebody say, sometimes it hits different. And when it hits different, it's hurt that helps you to see him. Look at the scripture. Psalm 119 says, before you made me suffer, stop, which means God could have blocked the hurt, but he didn't. So pay attention. If he let it get to you, that means it's a gift for you. If he let it get to you, that means it's a gift for you. Mm -mm. I'm going to try it one more time. Because some of y'all, watch me, low-key, high-key, mid-key, you mad at God. Because you're like, why did he let this happen? And you're asking the wrong question because you're magnifying wrong. You're magnifying, watch me, you're magnifying the misery instead of magnifying the gift. You're magnifying why did he let this happen instead of saying, wait a minute, he's a father. He's a good father. He's a protector. He's a provider. He's my Lord. He's my... So I'm not going to think. He ain't trying to do this to kill me. Can I help some of you? If he wanted you dead, baby, you would be dead. 
if he's allowing this to happen, it is a gift to you. What if every time you've been hurt was a gift? But you never took the time to unwrap it. You never took the time to say, God, what is in this for me? What if when, watch me, let's go here. What if when it happened with your parents and you still mad, still got an attitude? What if it was a gift to show you what not to be like? What if you were rejected by your mother or your father or your family or your relatives and it was not designed to hurt you. It was designed to be a gift. What A gift to do what? God says, I need you to not be too close because I don't want you to turn out like them. I He'll give you a gift like he gave Joseph. Joseph's brother threw him in a pit. And when they threw him in a pit, God says, I don't want you around them jokers. Why? Because you're going to be the one that sets them free. And I can't have you running with them. For everybody that's ever been hurt, I need you to practice this word. You ready? You ready? Practice this word. Say thank you. Say because it was a gift. I'm missing their relationship and I put so much time into it and I went back and forth and we traveled and I, I made food and I cooked and I bought gifts and I spent money and we spent Christmas and I don't listen. We, we put, put it all on the Instagram. See, whatever you have to over-publicize is because in private it's not that strong. Just saying. You have to over-publicize it because in private it's not that strong. Because what's real doesn't need an endorsement. Look at me, look at me. What, what if the breakup was a gift? And you're like, I just, I just, I just, I'm so heartbroken. What if, what if the only way God could get your heart was to let somebody else break your heart? What if the only way God could get you was that they had to drop you. What if the only way you could see that God could heal hearts was that he had to let your heart be broken? And the Bible says he's close to the brokenhearted. Shut up. Which means, which means, which means anytime I'm feeling like my heart is breaking, what that really means is God is trying to get closer to me. You better open your mouth and say thank you. Uh-uh, that ain't even how you say it when you mean it. Come on, say thank you, Lord. Before you made me suffer, you could have stopped this. I used to wander off. You ever notice how sometimes when your life starts getting good, you're working the word, you're serving, you're being faithful, you're on campus, you're online, you're doing what you're supposed to do, you're doing all of that, that all of a sudden, sometimes you can start wandering. Really? 11.15. Right? You don't pray like you used to because you ain't in the same struggles. You don't worship like you used to. Now you got bougie worship. Hallelujah. But, but God said, I need you to get your government peanut butter worship. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I need you to worship when you didn't care nothing about what nobody around you. Yep. Well, you didn't care what nobody thought. You'd run to the altar in a heartbeat and say, yes, Lord. You would give him worship because why? Because I don't care what you think about me because this worship is not for you. This worship is for God, all right? I need to test the room. Where are the people that don't care what their neighbor thinks about them? Where your worship at? Where are the people that didn't come to be worshipped but they came to worship? Where y'all at? Where are the people that said, this is for God and I owe him praise? 
Can I get you to open your mouth for three seconds? Go. Three, two, one. Say, I owe you, Lord. He says, before you made me suffer, before I hurt, I used to wander off. I used to wander. I used to get unfaithful. I used to get inconsistent. I used to stop serving. I used to stop watching. I used to stop doing what I saw worked. I used to stop doing what I saw worked. I, used, I stopped doing what I saw was working. But he said, but now. What happened? I got a gift. What was the gift? The gift was called hurt. The gift was called pain. And this gift made me stop wondering. Matter of fact, this gift, look at the scripture. This gift made me hold on to your word. Can I go deep 1115? John chapter 1 says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. Uh, and then later on it says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Pay attention, which means if I got a hold to your word, that means I got a hold to God. Pay attention, which means the closer, uh, the more I grow in his word, the closer I get to him. See, I cannot love him and not love his word because he is his word. So the reason I come to church to get the word is because what I'm really is getting a dose of him. So now I hold on, watch me, not just to your word, but I hold on to you. Can I get you to open your mouth and say, I'm holding on now. I, can we be honest? It's your hurt that made you pray like you do. Whenever I see a radical worshiper, I say they've been hurt. Whenever I see somebody that'll shout and literally have people looking at them and they be like, what, what you think I'm going to do? Stop. I know they've been hurt. Whenever I see people that are anointed, you ready? I know they've been hurt. Whenever I see people that know how to take nothing and turn it into something, I know they've been hurt. Whenever I see people, watch me, that have gone through pain, it normally reflects in how they demonstrate their worship. With no music, can I just get you in this building and online, watch me, if you've ever been hurt, to worship right there. Go. That's all of us. No music. Go. Come on, go. It was a gift. 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 Bishop, they left me, but you wouldn't have found a good one unless the bad one left you. Bishop, they abandoned me, but you never would have found out that you could do it by yourself unless you were dropped. Oh, I need you to celebrate that you were dropped. I need you to celebrate that you were rejected. I need you to celebrate nobody helped you. I need... Woo! Say it was a gift. Listen to this. More people die from hospital. More people die from hospital-related infections. Approximately 440,000 every year, which is more than car accidents in America. Approximately 38,000. I want you to pay attention. What do you go to the hospital for? To get better. What do you go to the hospital for? Healing. What do you go to the hospital for? Medicine. What do you go to the hospital for? Some of y'all just go to eat. I can tell the eaters in the room. You go to the cafeteria. Uh-huh, I sensed it in the spirit. You walking in there pretending like you got to go visit somebody. To go get you that, the, the cup you can peel the top back. <laughs> Pay attention. How many people get uh, uh, hospital-related infections? 440,000. That's more than 38,000 who die from car accidents in America. I need you to pay attention. Even naturally, the same place that you heal can be the same place 
you experience hurt. Because some people are like, that's why I don't deal with church. But you go to the hospital, so quit lying. That's why I don't, that's why I don't deal with people. But, but watch me. You go to the hospital, so stop lying. You are safer in your car than you are at a hospital. But you still need it. And for every person that's ever experienced church hurt, I need you to hear me. I know it can be painful. Why? I wasn't expecting it from somebody. We were in treatment together. We were getting the same word. We were getting the same thing. I didn't expect it. But guess what? You still need the church. It ain't perfect, but you still need it. Just like that hospital ain't perfect, but I bet you if you had corona, you walked up in there. Just like that hospital ain't perfect, but I bet you if you had an emergency, you walked up in there. So do not put on God a standard you don't put on anything else. He didn't hurt you. A person did. Say, I still need it. I want you to just look at those numbers one more time. 440,000. That is more than half of the number of Americans that have died from coronavirus in the last 24 months approximately. Every year that number of people dies from hospital-related infections. You're missing it. There's a whole epidemic in the hospital. So people are people are people are people. So stop being mad you deal with hurt on your job or hurt in the church or hurt anywhere else because it's the epidemic everywhere. Whoa, can I get you to open your mouth and say it's happening everywhere. And this is important. Why? Because you still need it. Some of the things that people will say, uh, you know, if, they, if they've experienced hurt in church. So let me just say this. I know what it is to be hurt. But I went through an experience and I remember saying, God, if this is how your people are, they can go to hell. That's what I said. And I had a list prepared. You know, I love him being organized. I said, Lord, I have a list of names. I said, she can go first. Then him and him and him. Get this whole family. Let them up. Right? But, and here's why. Because sometimes when you get around other Christians, you let your guard down. So the reason this hurts different is because I thought I didn't need my armor around you. Family hurts the same way. See, the reason that hurt and you still mad at your sister is because you were like, well, I thought I could be me around you. I didn't know I had to pretend to be somebody else because we couldn't trust your body. With friends, friend hurt, that hurt hits different. Because when you find out they've been running their mouth about you, you were like, but I let, listen, you, you Alicia Keys them, you told them your secrets. But your secrets were not safe with them. But all hurt is a gift. Look at me, look at me. It's got your name on it. And for some of you, there are gifts of hurt you've never, matter of fact, this ain't your, look, this been your life right here. This, this been you. This, this been you. This been you. You, you. you got big boxes of gifts. You, you, you have major Cause see, see, you don't want to talk about it. You don't want to talk about it, but it was family that touched you. Okay. Since y'all ain't going to say nothing, now I'm going to preach. It, it, it was, watch me, it, it, it was an uncle that did something that shouldn't have been done. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. It was somebody you loved that did something they were not supposed to do. It was the one you sacrificed the most for that became your biggest but I need you to pay attention. No matter how big the hurt, look at it, it's still a gift. I, 
No matter how big the pain, somebody say it's still a gift. It's still a gift. It's still a gift. It's still a gift. And how do I begin to heal from it? You got to learn how to unwrap the gift because behind the gift, somebody say healing's in the unwrapping. Because, because if I was to unwrap this gift, if I was to unwrap this gift, I was to unwrap this gift, I was to unwrap this gift. See, this is, watch me, because some of your pain is levels to it. See, one level hurts because you trusted. The other level hurts because y'all were family. The other level hurts because y'all both used to talk and sit up and say, we're not going to do this to one another, and then they did it. And so you're like, how are you doing this to me? And we literally had a conversation about this. We agreed that we would never do one another like this. And now you're doing the same thing to me. You said you never do to me. Is there anybody in this building or anybody online that's ever dealt with some hurt like that? Oh, you told me you were different. And I found out you were just like everybody. There's levels to this. There's levels to this. And for some of you, here's what the enemy wants you to do. For some of you, here's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to leave it over there. And here's the problem. You've left it for 2020. You've left it for most of 21. You left it in your teens. Because that's why you act the way you act today. You left it. And you never were taught this is a gift. So what I need to do is I need to unwrap this gift because maybe when I begin to unwrap this gift there's something in this gift see the gift was bitter but maybe there's something sweet I will throw this mic across this whole room it was bitter when it happened to me but maybe when I unwrap it I can look back and say it was good that I was afflicted why I used to wander I used to wander, but now I hold on. Somebody say, it made me bitter at first, but it's making me better now. I need you to worship God for 10 seconds right there. Go 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, come on, 5, 4, 3, 2. Let me prophesy to some of y'all. It's about to get sweet for you. Let me prophesy. It's about to get sweet for you. It's about to get sweet for you. What are you doing, Bishop? I'm releasing that God's about to turn what hurt you. And it's about to help you. Somebody say, it's turning for my good. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Come here. Come here. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because sometimes, watch me, because your pain was layered, God says the gift is layered. See, had it not been for hurt, I wouldn't be Bishop Foreman today. It was hurt that pushed me out of my comfort zone that made me answer God's call. And for some of y'all, you've had layers to your pain. So you're about to have some layers to your purpose. You're about to discover your assignment, discover your purpose, get your money right, get your family right, get your future. It's layers to this thing. I need you to open up your mouth and say, it hurt me deep but it's going to help me most. Wait a minute, wait a minute. For some of y'all, watch me, your hurt mess with your bag. Uh-uh. Your hurt mess with your money. Who am I talking to? You got so hurt you started missing work. 
your credit got funny, your credit got off, who am I talking to? But for some of y'all, I don't know who this one is for, but for some of y'all, watch me, you, because the hurt made you lose your bag, here's the gift, you're about to get a bigger bag. I need you to open up your mouth and say, it was a gift, it was a gift, it was a gift, it was a gift, and I'm glad about it, 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 I'm glad about it. I'm glad about it. Help me somebody say, I'm glad about it, man. I'm glad about it. <laughs> thank you. For every lie, thank you. For every ounce of gossip, thank you. For every Judas, thank you. For every backstab, thank you. What? what did you do? When you backstabbed me, you showed me how to reach around, take the knife out, and then dance with your knife in my hand. I Somebody holler, thank you. One, two, three. 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 Let's go. Sometimes, let's zone in on church hurt. Sometimes when people have experienced something negative in church, maybe you had a bad experience with a preacher. Don't judge one. Don't judge all preachers by one preacher. As a bishop, which is a pastor of pastors, I know some preachers who, touched it's a southern word which means off a little bit I know some preachers lie I know some preachers is laying down with anything and everything no 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 and hear me hear me because I have to say what I know is in your head I know I know some preachers that ain't doing right but, but watch me watch me don't judge all because of one one Christian does not equal all Christians. One, one preacher doesn't equal all preachers. One church doesn't equal all churches. For some of you, you were judged when you went into church. They said, you can't come in here with them tattoos on. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me? You can't come in here. You ain't got your church clothes on. What are church clothes? You can't come in here with all that stuff on your face. Wipe it off. You can't come in here, got that red lipstick on. If you go up old school Pentecost, the red lipstick meant you was the devil. You couldn't wear red lipstick. If you wear red lipstick, they call you a Jezebel. And the, and the one, listen, shut up. Okay. I'm telling me to shut up. They would judge you. They would condemn you. Uh, you, you had a baby out of wedlock. God ain't going to use you. you. You ready? You ready? So did Mary. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. I don't like how y'all ain't saying nothing to me right there. Shut up. Don't you tell me who God can't use. Now, Mary's circumstances were different. But they try to judge you. They condemn you. God don't love you because you got this issue. God don't love you because you got that issue. God don't love you because you do this. God don't love you because you do that. God don't love you. And, then, and, and, and you had experiences that would make you think, well, God, this is how your church is. In America, you have to be careful because there's a political movement that's trying to hijack the church. Yeah. What do you mean? They're trying to act like they speak for all Christians, and they don't. Matter of fact, we had to add some to our website to make sure that people knew we weren't affiliated with that. Yeah. You ready? For some of you, watch me. Some of you, you've had experiences where... where, where Things didn't go the way that you maybe thought they should go. And here's what's important. Because in the definition of church hurt, they're going to put it up. Watch me. It is, it is hurt that is experienced. Pay attention. It's a phrase describing what's viewed. What's viewed. What's viewed. 
what's viewed, what's viewed, what's viewed, you'll get it, what's viewed, which means sometimes your issue is the way you view it. Sometimes your issue is the way you view it. it, it it's not, watch me, it only seems hurtful because you viewed it that way. Can I prove it to you? Anybody ever had uh, where somebody has, uh, um, they got mad at you because you didn't want them the way they wanted you? Okay. But, but where you wanted, they wanted something romantic, you wanted something on the friend level. And so because you didn't get in what they want, all of a sudden now they're talking trash about you and lying to people about you and telling stories about you. That's me. And here's what's crazy. They will say you hurt them. You hurt them. You hurt them. Oh, God. Lord, keep my tongue. They will be mad at you. I have had, I have received, let me just, I'll share this with you. I received wedding rings in the mail. Saying the Lord told me. I, listen. I didn't take it as a negative. I was like, I still got it, don't it? Listen, wait a minute, wait a minute. I see wedding rings in the mail. And then when, when, when these passes that were made. Okay, let's go here, 1115. Some of the passes are very direct. Okay. It's the lamp fifteen. <laughs> well, we know what you want. Listen, uh, <laughs> you didn't want a word. Listen, uh. I have, I have had people who, who would then demonize me because I didn't give what was wanted. I gave what needed to be gave, not what was wanted. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me right there. You, and people will blame you for hurting them. And you're like, how are you going to be? I didn't hurt you. You hurt yourself. Let's move. Okay. So, so pay attention. Pay attention. Whenever you've experienced what you may call church hurt. Can I just see your hands one more time? Online, then hand emoji. In the building, if you experience some church. Listen, 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 listen. The church didn't hurt you. Don't let one of God's representatives make you mis, mis, mislabel God. Because can I be honest? As a pastor, most of my hurt didn't come on that side. It came on this side. Most of my hurt wasn't when I was a sheep. Most of my hurt was when I was a shepherd. You got what I'm saying? God didn't do that to you. A person did that to you. And guess what? On behalf, you ready? On who will never apologize to you. I issue a general apology for any hurt you may have experienced in any of God's houses and with any of God's people. Watch me, watch me. Now, the same grace you want, same grace you give. Same mercy you want, same mercy you give. It may, you may experience pain, but you still need it. Somebody said, but I still need the church. People may say, I don't believe in organized religion. Then why do you like everything else organized? In 1 Corinthians 14, it says that God likes organization, not confusion. So when people say, you know, I don't believe in organized religion, here's what they're really saying. I don't want nobody telling me what to do. That person normally, can I be honest with you? That person normally, uh, um, they normally don't want their boss telling them what to do. 
These are people on the job who the boss say do it like this. They don't do it like that. And you got to go clean up what they didn't do. And you get mad because you're looking at the boss like, why aren't you checking her? Why aren't you checking him? Why? Because they're scared because people who don't like to be told what to do are normally manipulators, witches, and warlocks. Say, God likes organization. God don't want church where we, we, he likes organization. He likes when we start at a certain time, not when everybody get there. Some of y'all grew up in churches where it started when everybody got there. Church supposed to start at 11. Come on here. Church supposed to start at 11. Rev didn't get there to 12.30. And you had the praise and worship leader up just singing all kind of songs. I made a vow to the Lord. Yeah, yeah, let me stop. Because I said that, y'all didn't know nothing about that. Living, he loved me. Tired. They said that, they're saying that for 45 minutes. Listen, an hour later, they still. And you like, my hands can't clap no more. If we sing this song one more time, and then they get on you, y'all ain't giving them praise. Y'all ain't giving them praise. <laughs> God likes organization. What's me? God likes structure. Pay attention, because some of you know, God likes hierarchy, where there's levels of authority, because He created all of that. You don't like Target disorganized. Go on to Target, and they got all this stuff in these boxes. You be like, uh-uh, y'all need, need to put some labels, bring some organization. We don't believe in organized stores. Go to a restaurant and say, you can say what you want. <laughs> don't nobody come serve you. Don't nobody get your water order. Nobody get your food order. You wouldn't like that. So don't say you don't like organized religion. Just be honest about the fact that you have authority problems. And what you need to do is unbox whoever hurt you that was in authority so that you can learn how to respect authority. Because until you can respect it, you'll never have it. All right, let's go to this next one. Look at this next one. Look at this next one. Next one says this. They just want my money. Baby, bye. Anybody ever heard that or anybody ever said that? Wait a minute. This is one more. Okay, McDonald's wants your money. Macy's wants your money. Express wants your money. Neiman's wants your money. They took your money and then closed on you. Listen. Sax wants your money. Gucci wants your money. Louis wants your money. Gonna make you stand in line to come spend your money. And you just standing out line. I saw you at the mall. I saw you at Cherry Creek Mall standing outside waiting to go spend your money. It's quiet. Pay attention. Who do you see? I didn't see nobody. I'm just saying. What's me? What's me? What's me? That's wrong. Here's the issue. If you have an issue giving to God, you really have a bigger issue. Can I tell you the issue? You like him a lot. You don't love him yet. Because Jesus says, Jesus says, I track your treasure. Matthew 6, 21. I follow your treasure to track your heart. He says, wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is. In other words, he says, you can't say you love me and don't give to me. You can't say you love me and don't give. But I'm, I'm, I'm giving to the church. Well, the church is his bride. So how are you going to love the husband and not love the wife? There's not a husband in here where somebody can be cool with you and talk trash about your wife. There's not a wife in here where somebody can be cool with you and talk trash about your husband. 
There's not a parent in here where somebody can be cool with you and talk trash about you. Now, you may say some stuff, but when they start crying, wait a minute now. Look, come on, rat tat tat. Listen. Here's the reality. Jesus says, I look at your money to see where your heart is. So there was one day there was an offering going on, and Jesus watches the offering. This is why I have you lifted up, because the Bible teaches us the principle that God watches the offering. Everything in church, watch me, is for the Lord except the message. That's for you. The message is for you. Worship is for him. Giving is for him. The word is for you. You ready? Jesus is watching the offering. And the Bible says this widow woman comes. A widow means that she was once married. Her husband had passed away or something happened. So she doesn't have the ability to make a normal livelihood. And notice what Jesus does. She walks up and she drops two, uh, she drops a widow's mite, which is the equivalent of a half of a penny. A half of a penny. And Jesus is watching what she gives. Pay attention to what, because some of y'all were taught bad. Pay attention to what Jesus never says. He doesn't say, baby, keep it. You ain't got that much. He doesn't say, hold on to it, you're going through something right now. Because some of y'all were taught poorly that if you ain't got it, you ain't. No, 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 no. Because if God is first, I'll never be last. And for some of y'all, I'm excited because your faithful giving is about to make sure in your next 12, you are never last. In your next 12, you are never last. Your next 12 are going to be your best financial 12. Say yes, Lord. He doesn't tell her don't give. He doesn't say, baby, I know you're going through a lot. He doesn't say you're a single mama. Just no, he says, no, you need to give. But he looks at everybody else and says, look, she gave out of her lack. She has more faith than this man that gave 10000 because he gave 10000 out of 100000 but she gave a half a penny and didn't have nothing coming in. Can I help some of y'all? Watch me. Your faithfulness is about to hook you up. Come on, can I get you to prophesy next to somebody? Say, your next 12 look amazing financially. Say, I see deals coming. Say, I see resources coming. Unexpected raises, bonuses, refunds, inheritance, transfers, deposits. So, so, preachers be doing stuff. I, I can't talk about what no other preacher's done. I can't talk about that. I can tell you here, we show you every week what goes on. You see, you get to actively see your giving impacting and changing the lives of people. There's never been a week you got up here and didn't get to see what we have been doing. We are blessed to be a blessing. You got what I'm saying? All right. Now, here's this next thing. Sometimes people say, um, I don't need to go to church to love God. God is everywhere. I go to the water to meet the Lord. That's nice. You can go talk and then come to church. I, I, I go to nature to connect with God. Okay, do your little nature hike. You can come to church. I, I, I hug trees to connect with the Lord. Okay, hug your tree and then go connect with the Lord. Are y'all listening to what I'm saying? Pay attention. Watch me. Luke 4, 16. Jesus faithfully attended church and he served. Look at me. He faithfully attended church and he served. You're missing it. He faithfully attended church and he served. You're not getting it. Jesus, say Jesus. Jesus. Who is Jesus? He's God in a body. 100% man, 100% God. So much God you can't believe he's man, so much man you can't believe he's God. He was faithful to church and he served. Question, what exempts you? <laughs> what would exempt you? Like how are you going to be a Christian and not do what he did? I ain't in the church like that. Okay, well, what does that even mean? You come here for an hour and a half, two hours, to get, watch me, a word 
that gives you life, builds you up. And I can't talk about no other shepherd, but I want everybody connected to this V to win. You better hear me. If you've never had somebody rooting for you, you need to know if you're a harvester, your shepherd is rooting for you. He wants to see you win. He wants to see you do well. He wants to see your praise report. Ask me, what is the preacher going to teach Jesus when Jesus go to church? Like, what are you going to teach him? Like, what, are you gonna, what word is he going to get? Jesus is going to be like, ooh, that's good. Pay attention. Pay attention. If Jesus was faithful and consistent, what would then exempt you? Maybe you didn't like that expression of church. Watch me. And had you not been hurt where you were, you would have never got here. Sometimes God uses hurt to get you out of a situation so that he can get you where you belong. Matter of fact, you never, some of you never would have been in harvest. You never would have been online unless you got hurt. Don't judge all. Listen, all churches aren't the same. Don't judge all churches. All churches ain't the same. All churches ain't the same. So you, can't say, you know, they, they, they just, they begin to be saying stuff. I don't know what they talk about. I can't talk about anybody else. I break it down for you. Then I put it on the screen for you. Then I tell you what, look like, come on now. You get what I'm saying? With, which means if you're new to the Lord, you can eat. If you and Jesus went to high school together, you can eat. What, what do I mean by that, you've been to high school together? I, I don't mean you're aged. I mean that, you know, you, you've been saved for a while. Which means if you need a hamburger, I got that. Filet mignon, I got that. Prime rib, I got that. You need a run through. I got that. Uh, you need a sit down meal. I got that. But watch me. But, but you cannot separate God from church. Because the Bible says that we, the church is his bride. You cannot separate him from his bride. And say, God, I love, I love you, but I can't stand your people. Can I be honest? I had that happen to me. And I was an associate pastor. I had an experience happen to me. And I said, God, I love you, but these people. I said, I ain't never met such ratchet, trifling, homongling, just, just despicable, deplorable, inconsistent, unfaithful, evil bastards. I ain't never met. Bastard just means fatherless ones. I never met people like this. And, and, and I said, Lord, this, this hurts. This hurts. This is what you still need it. Can I be honest with you? Can I be real? For two weeks after a hurtful experience with an associate pastor, I didn't go to church. Now, for some of y'all, that ain't a long time. For me, two weeks was eternity. I basically felt like I was all the way in the world. I was like, I ain't even say. When I go to, I got to get started all over. I need to come down to the altar and get saved all over again. I'm like missing church for two weeks. Next thing you're going to know, I'm going to be at the club. Next thing you're not like, this is, this is just too much. <laughs> I'm just joking. But pay attention to them. For two weeks, I didn't go. And I remember getting up on a couple of Sundays and then just got up at like 9 o'clock. What am I supposed to do? Like, I remember Wednesday night came and I was just driving. I said, oh, my God. And for two weeks that happened. And I said, Lord, I said, wait a minute. I, I, I said, this, I see how people can sometimes fall away. Because if you don't hold on, the enemy, watch me, he will isolate you. And then you can spend so much time in isolation 
that, that watch me, that you can totally forget what it is that you need. And I'm talking to somebody today, come out of isolation. Get back in this building. Get back online. Give your life back to the Lord today. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm talking to somebody. Please lift your hands for three seconds and say, Lord, don't take your presence. 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 Listen. Next thing people can say, I don't get anything out of it. Normally, these are statements that come from people who have experienced some type of hurt. Because what hurt will do is it will project. It will say it something else when it's really this. It will say it something else when it's really this. I don't get anything out of it. Wrong. James 1.22 says those who apply the message see manifestation. Here's my question. Are you applying the word? What does it mean to apply the word? I hear something, I go do it. Say, I'm a hearer and a doer. Come on, let me think. Y'all sound good. Y'all sound like an army. Say, I'm a hearer and a doer. And that's why you have praise reports. That's why you have testimonies. Is there any witness in this building or online? Wave at me if you're online. Well, you can say, I've got praise reports. I've got testimonies. I've got proof that it's working. It'll work if I work it. Let's go to this next one. 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 Uh, I don't need no man telling me what to do. Anybody ever heard that one or said that one? These preachers ain't right. Because you the preacher police? Is it like you the preacher police? And, and listen, and, and let me say this again. I understand, I'm a pro man of God, guys. So I'm going to use, I use my words very carefully uh, because, because I understand what it is to sit in this seat. And I understand the view is different from here than it is there. It's easy to throw rocks at this seat because this seat, if it throws rocks back, you talk about it. I understand what it is to be on both sides. But here's the reality of it. Here's the reality of it. Here's the reality of it. Je uh, Jeremiah 23, 4 says, God gives you a pastor to follow. It gives you a pastor to follow. What if you needed to go through some counterfeits to get to your fit? What if you just need to, he said, Bishop, what do you mean? He gives you a pastor. The Bible says he'll give you a shepherd after his own heart, which means there'll be something in the voice of your shepherd that stirs up something on the inside of you. You're not here just because of no building. You're not here because of no lights. You're not here because just because somebody about. You're here because when God spoke through me, you heard the Lord, and that started to stir something up on the inside of you. Why? He says he gives you a shepherd. And look at, listen, it says, and you will have no fear, no lack, nor stress. That's Jeremiah 23, 4, which means when God gives you a shepherd, he's trying to remove your fear. Say no fear. He's trying to make sure you don't lack. Say no lack. He's trying to make sure you don't stress. Say no stress. So why would, why would the enemy want to keep you away from your shepherd? Why? So you can have fear, stress, and lack. Because all of those things can remain when there's no shepherd. Why? Because part of what the shepherd does is he fights off. Mm. Bring me my crozier. He fights off some of the attacks that were trying to come against you. So you didn't even understand when you got prayed over, when you were given the word, you didn't even understand. There was something trying to come your way that the Lord let the shepherd fight it up off of you. Can I get you to say, thank God that I have a shepherd. Come on. Say it again. Say, thank God that I have a shepherd. Come on. Say it again. Say, thank God that I have a shepherd. Sometimes, sometimes the shepherd would have a shepherd staff. As a bishop, we call it a crozier. Um, mine is close-ended uh, here. Pay attention. But what he would use is the shepherd would snag, he'd snag a sheep when the sheep would wander. He'd snag a sheep when the sheep was wander. You see? He'd snag the sheep. It would be open. But then sometimes, watch me, he'd have to 
get the sheep because the sheep was causing problems with other sheep. So sometimes the shepherd would have to get down on them sheep's legs. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. See, that's why some messages, some messages, you'd be like, mm. oh, God. That's because God is literally trying to get you before, watch me, before you get God. Translation, he's trying to help you self-correct before you self-destruct. But then sometimes the shepherd has to fight off attackers. He has to fight off wolves. Okay, can I give you scripture to back this up? David says, I fought a bear, I fought a lion. In other words, this thing, these, these animals came to attack my sheep. And when they came to attack my sheep, what did I do? I fought them off. And for some of you, watch me, there's stuff that never hit your house because your shepherd knocked it down in prayer. There's some stuff you never had to go through. Why? Because you were covered. I need you to open up your mouth and say, I'm covered. I'm covered. Look at this next one. Look at this next one. Look at this next one. There's too many hypocrites. Anybody ever said that or, or, or heard that? Maybe I It's too many hypocrites. Them people ain't right. So you right, though? Okay, y'all ain't going to say that. Because they normally would say something like that. Your people ain't right. They weren't drinking water, though. Well, ask me. <laughs> ask me. So you don't go to the gym because it's juicy people? I ain't going to this gym. Too many people in here trying to get in shape. So you don't go to the salon because people need their hair done? I would go to the salon, but it's too many edges that ain't right in here. It's too much. I would go to the barber shop, but ain't nobody lines right. Just think that through. That makes no sense. I would go to the auto repair shop, but there's too many broke down cars in here. I don't like going to them restaurants. Them people hungry. That's what it's. So when we come to church, it is not let me front and pretend like I got it together. See, this is one of the things I love about Harvest. Watch me. It's because you do not, watch me, you can be real so you can heal here. Can you open your mouth and say, I can be real so I can heal? Which means this ain't a fashion show. I'm not here to impress you. This ain't just a Sunday social club meeting. No. What this is, is this is me coming and being real so that I can heal. And yes, you're going to have people that talk it and don't do it. But guess what? That's just the way it goes. Can I go further? Hypocrite means this. Hypocrite does not mean that you don't practice what you preach. Hypocrite, the root word there, it comes from meaning to be an actor, which means you preach it but don't believe it. So a person could say, you need to get off that dope and go smoke some dope. You got it? That don't mean they're hypocrite. That just means they can't practice what they preach. A hypocrite would mean they said, get off that dope, and they never believed that you shouldn't be on it in the first place. You got the point? So if you're going to judge, judge right. You ain't even judging right. It's too many, it's too many people. It's, it's too many people not doing right. Okay, so be the example. 
I mean, that's what we come for. We don't come to be, Lord, look at me in my perfection. I've come to present perfect me unto thee. Look at somebody next to you and say, you're not perfect. Tell them. Come on, encourage them, encourage them, because some of them try to put that thing on them because they grew up in environments where they had to fake it. Uh-uh. Look at somebody say, you are not perfect. Say, but you're getting better. You know where I'm about to go, 11:15, And you may not be where you want to be, but who can thank God that you're not where you used? Church is God's idea. I'm done, not man's. I don't go to church that's man-made. Ooh, let's go here. That's the white man's religion. Now, if you didn't, if you weren't here for a couple messages ago, understand what I'm talking about. It's the white man's religion. They're trying to control us, Bishop. That's why I don't cut my hair. That's why I keep my fringes and tassels on. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I'm Judah. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me right now. It's the white man's religion. Look at me. Let me be very clear with you. Um, this Bible is not an American book. This Bible is a book about people who live their life on the African tectonic plate. You do understand Israel is on the African tectonic plate. And it was called North Africa until after World War II when they called it the Middle East. Now, were certain scriptures handpicked out the Bible to try to make people think you need to stay like this? Yes. Same way you use scriptures against your wife to make her do what you wanted to do. Same way you use scriptures against your husband to make him do what you But the Bible said, if you don't treat me right, God ain't going to hear your prayer. That's true. Some of y'all use it like a weapon. This is not some conspiracy by a white man to control minority people. If you really, please hear me, I got a whole series for you in 2022. If you really knew what was going on, you would understand that watch me, who you thought uh, God was um, not building up and helping and for, you discover that was who God chose in the first place. I Y'all ain't going to sit and say, I got to preach it hard now. It, what you discover, watch me, is who you thought got the bad end of the deal. Watch me, we're almost to another 430-year cycle. It's about to shift. I wish you would open your mouth and release a praise that something's about to turn. Even in America, something's about to turn. God is not satisfied with racism against... Uh, ooh, yo. Let me move on. Let me move on. Let me move on. This, this is not some elaborate scheme. Got it? You need to go listen to the message I did called Roots. I did a series called that. And the message I did called Understanding and Talking About. You need to understand that. But look at the person next to you because harvest, we're every race, every background, every color, every age. Look at the person next to you and say, we are harvest. Come on, say it again. Say, we are harvest. Every race, every background, every age, GED, PhD, tatted up, no tat suits, no suits, bald headed, bought your hair, platinum teeth, gold teeth, silver teeth, put aluminum foil on your teeth. Current thugs, former thugs, considering thuggery. 
college educated, no education at all. Abused, never abused. Silver spoon, no spoon. Plastic spoon, spork. Everybody, open your mouth, say, everybody's included at Harvest. Come on, y'all. Come on, say, nobody's excluded. Can you give God praise that we've created an environment where everybody is included? I know. Nobody. Look at Matthew. Look at Matthew 16, 18. And I say, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. It's his idea. And it existed before he said this. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against. Look at his last word. It. There's two things to the church. See, the church is both an individual and an institution. See, one of the words for church is ecclesia, and it means the called out. Say called out people. So wherever we gather, we're the church. So if we gathered in the building, on, we're the church. Online, we're the church. If we gather in the parking lot, we're the church. Maybe a little chilly this morning. We're the church. You ready? But also the institution, because here's what some people will say. I'm just not into the institution of church. I don't believe in the institution. The institution's man-made. You a lie. You a whole lie. The institution is not man-made. Look at Matthew 16, 18. I will build my the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Pay attention. It, not you. So if you're not part of it, hell can prevail against you. He literally, the institution of church is something he created. Now, there's all different types of tapestry to the institution that is church. And just because one flavor ain't your flavor don't mean it's another flavor in the box of flavors. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You do. That's good. That's good. Do y'all know what I'm saying? Look at this. 1 Peter 5, 8. Keep your mind and be alert. Your opponent, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion. Like a what? A what did David fight? Pay attention. Your opponent, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion as he looks for somebody to devour. So here's what you have to do. Even if you've experienced hurt with God's people or hurt in church, and I get it. I get it. I get it. It can frustrate you. I get it. You weren't expecting it. I get it that you didn't anticipate it. I get it that you thought it wasn't going to happen like that. But you have to be alert. Say, I'm alert. I'm alert. You have to be expecting him to try to start something with you. Okay. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Some of y'all, can I get you to understand? Some of y'all, all the married couples, holler at me. Holler at me. Right? All the formerly married people, holler at me. <laughs> Y'all's delay? Stop that. Let me put you together. Formerly married, currently married, holler at me. All right, so listen. We'll talk about that in another message. <laughs> I ain't got time. I'm over time today. We'll deal with that at another time. But pay attention. Pay attention. You ever been in a situation where, like, you, you, you could anticipate it may be a little issue today? And as a result of that, watch me, you put your helmet on. You operated from a prevention mentality. Which meant, just in case this goes left, I, all, I, I anticipated that we may make plans to go to the movies. But when she get home, she's going to be talking about she tired. Okay. Come on, come with me, because it's clean this up. <laughs> you, uh, look, 
You already know he was on his man time. Okay. Fellas, come on now. Come on. Okay, come on. This is 11.15. Can I be real? So ladies have their designated times. But men also have designated times. We just do different stuff during our designated times. But you can tell when we're having a designated time, because we just off a little bit. We just, everything is just, we want to do. Who moved the Frosty Flakes? I bust my butt at this job all dog on day, and y'all come home. Got these. Chill out. He's just on his man time. So what y'all need to do is say, wait a minute. Y'all, uh-uh, girl, put that up. Put that, uh-uh, uh-uh. Put it up. Put it up. Let's start that with me. Put that over there. See y'all, okay, this is too real. Let's move. Some of y'all know when you're dealing with your parents or when you're dealing with your children, you're like, oh, you can hear when they answer the phone. When they, Shalom, hello, how you doing? Oh, hey, baby, how you doing? What is it? I'll call you back. I'll call you back. You busy right now. I will call you back. <laughs> it's okay. Don't worry about it. It's not important. Don't worry about it. You can tell from the text. You, you can tell from the text. Because some of y'all, you text spirit readers. You, you be trying to sense the spirit behind the text. Do you want to eat this? Yes. What's wrong? I answered your question. I know, but you didn't say nothing else. Something is, you normally say extra stuff when you say yes. Something must be off because you only said yes. Look at the scripture. He says, keep your mind clear. Put on your helmet. He said, in other words, stop acting brand new. Like anticipate that somebody, something might happen and be pre-prepared of how I'm going to handle this. Like something may happen where you may get offended with somebody and say, you know what? Okay, well, I mean, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be caught up in that. I'm not going to be stuck in that. Why? Because I don't come here for you. I don't stream for you. God's called me to the voice, not to the people. You got it? Because the, the enemy's walking around like a roaring lion. Would you come? Won't you come? You're going to be my roaring lion. <laughs> you ready? And look, and when does he roar? When you get straight out of church. See, for some of y'all, the moment you walk out this building, the devil like, hey. They're on your text already. Your phone been buzzing the whole time. You're like, who is this? Wait until I get out this church. This is, sometimes you need to just learn how to put it on DND. Do not disturb. I will get to you when I get to you. You ready? Watch me. So the enemy's job is to get you away from the shepherd and the sheep. Why? Because the shepherd will fight off the lion. And when you're with the sheep, watch me, he ain't going to come against the crew. He wants to isolate you. Worship, come here. Harvest worship, come here. Come here, come here. Come here, come here. Now go to that side of the stage. Come on, go to that side of the stage. All right, y'all crew up. Y'all crew up. Crew up. Y'all crew up. You get in the front. You get in the front. You ain't going to be my roaring lion no more. He's going to be the roaring lion. Come on. Come on. And I'm getting ready to close. All right, let's do that again. And I'm getting ready to close. All right, there we go. So you straight out of church. And you just trying to love God, love people, love life. You ready? 
That's how you. You ready? So, 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 so the roaring lion, he's prowling around looking for somebody. Watch me. But, but as long as you stay connected to the shepherd and to the sheep, watch me, he can't find you. Some of y'all are missing the point here. He can't find you. What he needs you to do is get hurt. So now you go isolate yourself. Get hurt. So now you don't, I ain't going for a little bit. I ain't going to be there for a while. I ain't serving for a little bit. I'm going to, and now that you're by yourself, now all of a sudden he can get you. Why? Because you've been separated from the shepherd and the sheep. But I need for everybody to lift your hands in this building and online and say, but I will not be separated. Say, I'm aware of the enemy's tactics. Some of y'all ain't doing it. Come on, say it. Say, I'm aware of the enemy's tactics. Verse 9, be firm in the faith. Resist that mark. So here's where some of y'all are at because you, you got pulled off. You got pulled over. I ain't watching. I ain't going. Some of y'all sitting up in here now with a whole attitude. Come on, baby. Let's go. Seriously. Seriously, let's go. Look, look, look. Say resist him. Which means I know he wants me to shut down. I know he wants me to stop. But I, I've, got, I've been given a gift. And what hurt me deepest is going to help me most. So what I have to do is not let him get me. Watch me. And he'll try to take your head off. Y'all not going to say nothing. He'll mess with your head. He'll mess with your mind. He'll say, well, this Christianity ain't real. This church ain't real. God ain't real. This prayer ain't real. This prophecy ain't real. None of this stuff is real. None of this stuff is real. But watch me. But say, but I will resist him. Say, but I will resist him. And when you resist him, you got to get right back to your square. When you resist him, you got to get right back. Watch me. Back to the shepherd and back to the sheep. Yep. Say, I'll resist him. Look at me. Look at me. For some of you all, um, the enemy has had you off over there, punking you, hurting you, messing with you, in your ear, trying to talk you out of faith, trying to talk you out of believing in the God you already know has done more for you than you could ever do for yourself. But I need you to open your mouth and say, I will resist. Say it again, I will resist. Which means, no, I won't let nobody offend me in church. I, 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 won't, I, won't, let, I won't let nobody start nothing with me in church. I'm, watch me. And even if I feel in some type of way, I'm going to check my feelings. And check my emotions. Because I will not let the enemy punk me. Somebody say, I'll resist him. If you're in this building on your online, thank you. And you need to give your life to the Lord for the first time. I'm out of time. On the count of three, I need you to just lift your hand. If you're online, I need you to do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. Hear me. How do you heal? You unwrap your gift. It's a gift. It's a gift, y'all. <laughs> it's a gift. Not just the hurt we talked about, but any hurt. It is a gift. You become a Christian. On the count of three, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand in the building. Online, I ask you to do the hand wave emoji and say it's me. No guilt, no condemnation, and no shame. You ready? One. Two. That's you. This is your moment. Three. Hands up in this building. Online, do the hand wave emoji and say it's me. Hallelujah. Everybody, pray this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. You've never given up on me. I won't give up on you. 
or your church. This is your idea. I'm a part of your big idea. It's not perfect. Never will be. But it's yours. And I'm part of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Take out your phone. Text the word decision to the phone number on the screen, 877-552-4746. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746. And we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you. In the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday ah feel the whoa with listerine at bj's you can save two dollars and fifty cents now on listerine products like total care anti-cavity fluoride fresh mint mouthwash or cool mint pocket packs fresh breath strips at your nearest bj's location experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with listerine discount available through december 24th save now only at bj's